This is the Inside the Sox podcast. And now, here's your host, Kevin Baver. Well, hello, guys. Um, My name's not Kevin Baver, unfortunately, but my name is Rob Anglin, as always, and here on Inside the Sox podcast. To answer your questions before you guys are wondering where Kevin is, he's been working really, really hard at his job, and he's been working consistent days. So he took a little rest day, so I will be filling in as the main host for today's show. As always, you guys know me, Rob, with my good friend Harrison, and obviously our great producer and co-host, Justin. And today, we have a very special guest, a great friend of all of ours, especially mine and Harrison. We want to introduce Dev. Dev, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Rob. How are you doing, my good friend? I am doing amazing on this fine Thursday. And before we obviously start, we just want to, obviously, every time we have a guest here on Inside the Sox, we like to ask about what you do for a living and what got you into Red Sox baseball. So we just want to hear from the man himself. Sure. Uh, yeah, I uh, what, what I do for a living, if people want to know, I do uh, produce uh, some games. I do Red Sox games, Bruins games, some NFL games. I produce a uh, Saturday morning show called The Mark and Kitten Show. Every day is from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 103.7 WEIFM. And uh, I also make TikToks, too. If you want to follow my handle, it's right right underneath my username, Deb the Sports Guy. And, uh, yeah, how I got into Red Sox baseball, I mean, I just loved it ever since uh, Ortiz came. I mean, once I just came out of my mom's stomach, boom, I became a Red Sox fan. Can't beat that same here, honestly. Ever since I came out of my mom's stomach, everybody was getting me into the Red Sox love. And I started liking it like around like I always watched it. But I think once I hit 10 years old, that's when it became an obsession for me. And obviously, as you guys can tell, World Series champion jerseys, as always. So like you got to rep the team. Um, But yeah, like if you guys are ever on TikTok, shoot Dev a follow. He makes amazing sports content for not just the Red Sox, but all sports, especially football during the football season for the Patriots. And obviously, shoot me or Harrison or Inside the Sox to follow or Grandstand Productions as well. We just want to get that out there that we do have TikTok since we're TikTok is on the mind. But today's episode, we just want to start with something amazing. And starting in March, everybody knows that there's always the FIFA World Cup. There's always stuff going on. Obviously, baseball had to put it on their backpedal for what they usually do due to COVID a couple years ago. And also, obviously, the lockout last year. But we finally got the World Baseball Classic. For those who don't know, it's literally FIFA, the World Cup, but for baseball. And it's a baseball player and baseball fans dreamed. Obviously, you get to represent your country and you get to root for it. And it's literally the best thing because it feels like the playoffs in March. And a lot of Red Sox players are honestly on the WBC rosters. And this opens up a lot of opportunities for players that are trying to earn a spot on this roster that it has revolving doors at a lot of positions. And we're, I'm just going to tell you guys who's playing from the Red Sox and the WBC, and I'll ask Dev and uh, Harrison and Justin with their thoughts. So for Team Mexico, we got Alex Verdugo and Jaron Duran. Also, just so you guys know, the rosters came out today, so the official rosters are out. Masataka Yoshida. Our boy Masa, he's playing for Japan, so we, you don't get to see him in spring training, at least in the beginning. Rafi, our boy Rafi, the new 30, $331 million man, is going to play for DR. Our unofficial captain, Kike Hernandez, is going to be playing for Puerto Rico. Nick Pavetta is going to be playing for Team Canada. Jorge Alfaro is going to be playing for Colombia. And Richard Blyer, our newly acquired reliever. And Ryan Sheriff are playing for Team Israel. <clears throat> now with some 40-man rosters obviously open. And a lot of these guys, especially Duran and Verdugo being outfielders, there's a lot of open positions to try out for. And now we're going to start with our guests. We're going to see Dev. 
What do you think this means for the Red Sox, especially for players that are trying to get a job on the opening day roster? I mean, I think it's going to be very interesting, you know, with, you know, Kike Hernandez, you know, you know, taking some time off, you know, playing in the, you know, World Baseball Classic, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how this, you know, Red Sox team looks without their basically main star, without Rafi, Kike, you know, players like that. I'm just excited to see how well this, you know, Red Sox team can do, you know, minus the people that are in the World Baseball Classic, you know, it's just going to be very intense moments, you know, just like you said, it's just like watching the FIFA World Cup. I just love watching it. Great plays here and there. And it's just going to be amazing to see what they can do out, out there. I think one thing about the World Baseball Classic, too, that I love is just it has iconic moments that you always remember, like Adam Jones robbing Manny Machado of a home run, robbing his teammate. It's always great to see. I think something that's going to be interesting is this opens up the door. Obviously, Kike is going to be playing a lot of infield this year. And obviously, with him playing for Team Puerto Rico, does that mean Sadeem Rafael gets some reps? Ryan... Um, Ryan Fitzgerald, a guy who is very talkative with the Red Sox community. He is another guy. Obviously, there's going to be some openings in the infield so that players can get some reps. And then obviously with Yokita, Durant, and Verdugo being gone, guys like Adam Duvall, who's obviously going to be the starting opening day center fielder. But there's guys who they sign like Ryan Melfapia, who could be a guy who can get some reps in the outfield and see if they can get it. Because if there's an opportunity to take it, all these players that are getting the opportunity to get more reps that are taking and run with it because – this Red Sox team, I feel like it's going to be a team that has a lot of rotating spots. It's going to be a lot of platooning going on. I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Harrison, I just want to hear your side. How are you feeling about the WBC and how are you feeling about the Red Sox team coming opening days? Uh, the WBC, uh, I haven't seen a little bit about it. I've watched a little bit of like a little bit of and everything else looks pretty cool. But I want to talk about this 40-man roster. This is going to be everything. It's going to be all the above. It's going to be exciting. Who's gonna get on it? I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be a battle of, of like first base for the backup between Tapia and Bobby D. And we see it like with Kike and also with Doogie Yoshi. Well, the, I don't think they're not gonna be part of the spring training just because obviously they are gonna make make the the starting starting lineup. Uh, the one thing that we're we're gonna focus on the spring training is the bullpen because we because last year we were really struggling in the bullpen. We're using Garrett Whitlock, Mac Barnes, and now we and then Heim Bloom can just he did this upside down and guess what? We got like Rodriguez, we got Jensen, we got uh Dick from the from Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think that this team but we don't know about Ort. We don't know about Ryan Brazer because you know Ryan Brazer, the parrot knows <laughs> No, <laughs> he needs to get off the team. I, I I swear he he really does need to get off the team. I mean, I love Ryan Bridge. I love them very dearly. He's the only Red Sox player to get like Gary Sanchez to tell him to get in the get in the effing box. But I think it's time for Ryan Brazier to go. I think but, Ryan Brazier is going to be interesting to see this year, obviously. And also, Justin wants to say something real quick. I see his finger up, so we're going to get to Justin real quick. And Harrison, sorry to cut you off. We're going to get no, back to you. Don't worry. Don't want to cut you off. To to I see Justin with his hand up, so I just want him to be left out. What do you got, Justin? I swear, if USA plays DR, I might die. I have to root against Rafi, and I know that is scary. I don't want to root get root against Rafi at Devers either. Um, but honestly, this makes me really happy because, like, man, that's on the back of my jersey. I get to root for again, who I haven't gotten the root for in years, and that's Mookie Betts. So I'm happy. To just be able to root for my boy. Obviously, you guys have to go for those who don't know. I'm not trying to flex or anything, but he followed me on his personal TikTok account. So that's my guy. And I'm very happy that happened because, like, I literally freaked out because that's like my favorite player. But yeah, like Harrison was saying about the bullpen, 
We just also added Jacob Ferraria, so I think there's going to be a lot of, like, options for the Red Sox this year. And this is good because we have a deep bullpen, something that we didn't have before, especially last year. We had to go through a rotating door of a lot of players that obviously weren't, like, honestly, like, reliable. Brazier having to be in the high-leverage situations, which he shouldn't be. I think that the Red Sox keep him. He's going to be a guy that can get a lot of innings done for the Red Sox. I think sixth inning or fourth inning guy is going to be good. I mean, I don't see our starting pitchers not getting through the fourth inning. But guys, like maybe in like a fifth inning or a sixth inning reliever will be good. I think this team is a lot more secured in the bullpen. I think the biggest question mark, like we were saying last episode, like always, the starting pitching. But if the pitching can stay healthy, especially Paxton, Sale, and Kluber, who have all shown prior in their career that they can pitch at a Cy Young level, I think this Red Sox team could be competitive. Harrison, as you were saying. Oh, no, I kind of got off topic now. Oh, shit. Uh, so, basically, <laughs> so like I said about the bullpen, and we, I, I think the pitching lineup, which, because mm-hmm. we know about Bayo, I don't know about Bayo, because we don't, but listen, <laughs> I'm going to trust you, I'm going to believe in you, and I'm going to trust Paxton as well, because I know you believe in, in the big maple, uh, mm-hmm. James Paxton, so I'm just going to believe in you with him uh so i think i hope that bayo does good that's if it, if it doesn't i told you <laughs> but if not it is what it is but i'm happy for this team already i mean if we can win like probably like 10 7 like in chapters like dude this team can be good and we, and we i saw this on twitter the other day we're gonna be in last place as usual and guess how many wins we're gonna have 82. Low. 75? Uh, a little bit higher. 79. Okay, well, it was 78, 78. 78, okay, close enough. I mean, I don't think this team is a 78-win team, and here's what I'm going to say about this. I know Dev says this a lot. Kevin says this a lot. If this team clicks, and I agree, this team can be a very good team. They have a lot of deep they have a lot of deep positions that they have a lot of options. I feel like there's a lot of people doubting this Red Sox roster because there are some players on this team who are capable of playing at a high level. And another thing I want to say, and this is going to lead into our next topic, do you guys believe who is number one? Who do you think is going to be the biggest breakout player for the 2023 season for the Boston Red Sox? And who do you think out of all the new additions that are coming in, I know a lot of people are going to say Masataka Yoshida. Some of the people are going to say, obviously, some of these bullpen options. Who do you think is going to be a guy that the Red Sox are going to lean on this year? It could be an internal guy who's been here since forever or however long they were, or the newcomers. Who do you think is going to be, number one, the breakout player for the Boston Red Sox this year? And who do you think? You could choose a pitcher. You could choose a position player. One of each, whatever you guys decide. We're going to start with Dev. We'll go around the table. You know, I really think that it's time for Kike Hernandez to break out and have a really good season because he has his boy Justin Turner, you know, DHing and you know him, him, you know, every time like you know Justin Turner and him hit a home run, they always do some special kind of dance. And you know, I feel like that chemistry is going to be back here in Boston. So I think that the guy that's going to turn things around for and have a breakout season is going to be Kike Hernandez. I cannot wait to you know see that happen. You know, his first season with us, he did it phenomenal. Playoff time, you know, during the regular season, he was just because. To be honest, I'm gonna be honest. If you know, when the Red Sox got Kike, it's just like, oh, we got Kike. Like you know, I remember his times with the Dodgers. He wasn't that great of a you know infielder when he was playing for the Dodgers. But when he came here and he was with Alex Cora, 
the switch changed for Kike Hernandez. He started like getting absolute piss missiles, you know, walk off home runs, singles, doubles, you call it, you know, making plays in the outfield, in the infield. But, you know, I think it's time for Kike to like, you know, shine. And he's going to be the star to break out for the Red Sox. What do you think, Harrison? Let's hear it. Uh, dude, I have a, a lot of names in my head right now that who do I love the most? Well, obviously, if we're talking about pitching, remember a couple of years ago, remember who was their daddy on that field? Sw- hitting strike after strike after strike. My boy, the Viper, Nick Pavetta. I think he's gonna still going to have a bounce back. He did not. He did okay at the, the half. The first half of the season and the second half, he just like, he just lost a step. He just really just lost a step last year because he was just been not he's beginning hitting a home run after home run after home run after home run. It's just it was not it was not good at all. But if I'm talking about the field, dude, that it's just there's so many options. There's like options there. You get you got Rafi, you got. Bait, you got uh, Christian Arroyo. I can see Tristan Casas. I can see maybe Alfaro, maybe, if he can still have a shot. You know what? I think that people are going to underest. I think people are going to. I don't know, dude. There's so many options. But I think. Okay, I'm going to make my decision right now. I'm going to go with Masataka Yoshita because we already seen him in Japan. He was hitting. Bullet after bullet, because we already call well, people call him a Walmart version of Juan Soto. So basically, we got I feel like him and Juan Soto. I mean, like a knockout version of Juan Soto. I was like, that's I mean, I'm happy that we got the that pickup for what five years, a hundred million dollars. Is that right, B Rob? But like, Mm -hmm. well, like I said, we don't know about. I know we we might overpay him, but we don't. We just don't know yet. We don't know his bet, like his career in Boston for the next like five years. I just can't that wait to true. see what this. I can't wait what to see this man do. I hope Chris Sale can have a comeback Player of the Year maybe mm-hmm. award. Even though I hope that I don't know if there's no such thing as that. There uh, is. There definitely there is. There is a comeback. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, if it is, it's got to be Chris Sale. It's got to be Chris Sale because this dude that been through the ring, the man. Did with Tommy John surgery, man. It broke his freaking pinky in the second mm-hmm. game. It was rough. It's just like when it's just ha. Huh. It was just horrible. It's just like a, watching a horror movie in front of my face. Just watching a murder. But either way, all right. <coughs> I think Nick Pavetta is gonna have a bounce mm-hmm. back year, and I I have the rookie Masataka Yoshita to be amazing in the right field or left field position. <coughs> All right, for me, here we go. On the count of three, we're going to shout it. I think you know what we're going to do. It begins with a D. Everybody knows. One, two, three. Duval. Adam Duval, I think, is going to have an amazing season for the Boston Red Sox this year. I really like him in center field. He's not a terrible defender out there. I think a lot of people are going to underestimate him. I think his swing fits perfectly at Fenway Park. I feel like Duval. If he is healthy and he's mashing the ball, he's a guy that can hit 30-plus homers. We've seen him do it with Cincinnati in the beginning of his career. We've seen him in Atlanta. He was hitting it pretty well at SunTrust Park. So we're going to see how that helps, obviously, Fenway Park being more of a hitter-friendly ballpark, obviously, than a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So that obviously will help him. And plus, he's a pull hitter. So that left field wall, we saw him in 2020. We saw him in spring training 
destroying balls to that green monster and the replica green monster. We've seen him hit the balls onto the mass pike. Adam Duvall is going to be a big asset to this Boston Red Sox team. And obviously what happens when Trevor Story comes back, if he's ready to play, he, is he going to start over Kike Hernandez if they're both playing really good? That's going to be fun to see. <clears throat> Another guy who I really think, and I agree with you, Harrison, on this one, especially in an infield option, Christian Arroyo. If he gets consistent playing time and he's healthy, Christian Arroyo is a big asset to this team. Not only does mm-hmm. he hit for average, but he is a clutch hitter. We've seen him do it all the time. That pinch hit grand slam in Atlanta when he hit that to deep left, that was fun to watch. There were so many moments where Christian Arroyo was just like a spark plug to this team, and he has a lot of energy, and he, he reminds me so much of Dustin Bedroya. Like, it's so weird to say that, but the, just the energy. I was just the, about to say that, too. I was mm-hmm. just about he, to the say. The way he plays. It's just he has that energy to him. He's a dirt dog. He goes hard every day. And obviously, he just got that energy. Obviously, Dustin Bedroya was like a leader. But Dustin Bedroya, even on the field, he was very quiet. He was like kind of like consoled. But he like when he knew something was wrong, he would speak up. And Christian Arroyo, I feel like, is that guy in that clubhouse that he knows that like if there's something that needs to be done, he's the guy that's going to go out and help. And literally, this is why I love Christian Arroyo. He's a team player. Remember last year when Trevor Story was rumored to sign here? He said, I don't mind learning to play right field if that means to get Trevor Story on this roster. And that's the guy that I love on this team. And also for pitchers, I got to go Nick Pavetta too. I think Nick Pavetta is is very shaky. He's very shaky, but here's the thing about Nick Pavetta. When he's on, he's on. There was a stretch last year where he was really bad in the beginning of the year, and we remember he had that stretch. And then all of a sudden, like four or five starts in a row, he was just shoving. And I feel like Nick Pavetta, especially when he's on, he could be a dominant pitcher. We've seen him in the playoffs coming in against the Rays and just chewing him out the bullpen a couple years ago. I feel like Nick Pavetta is a guy that if he is on, he is really on. I mean, remember that game against the Rays? I think 2021 he had that one hitter. He was just – just dominating him at the trot. He was. I think he's a, he was oh. really good, and I feel like he has a potential to be really, really good. And I feel like that this year, if those three guys play well, they're very big role players. Watch out! This team can. They got some obviously a supporting cast of talented ball players like Kike. Obviously, Rafael Devers. This is his team, and <clears throat> obviously, you got guys who. Even in the future, we might see some future stars coming to Boston. You never know. But for right now, this team, I feel like it hasn't, it doesn't really have a true identity yet. And that's one thing that reminds me of 2013. It doesn't, you don't have one select guy. Obviously, the Red Sox had Ortiz, but obviously, you have more recognizable guys in the league or veterans. Same thing like 2013. You got a lot of old veterans coming here. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, another thing I want to say. This leads into the same topic. Who do you think is going to be the MVP for the Red Sox this year? Also, Justin had his hand up. I see Justin before we before we go to that. Justin, let's see it. I'm not I'm Don't not ignoring you. He says a royal at the plate pitching Brian Bayo, everyone's favorite mm. pitcher, aka Harrison's favorite pitcher, Brian Bayo. Harrison loves Brian Bayo. <laughs> the dramatic camera stare. The look but of his no, fire right there. I feel like it's gonna be good this year. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting. Like I said, I am trusting you with Bayo, Birov, than Bayo right now. So I'm gonna trust you with him. So I'm gonna, we're gonna keep that thing up for us for a buck fifty. Wasn't a buck fifty. I'll be a buck fifty richer. I'll tell you that much. So now let's go into MVP. Who you think is going to be? I'm not. I don't mean the league MVP. We can talk about that too late at the end. Who we think is gonna be MVP for the league if we really want to towards the end. But let's hear who do you guys think is going to be the MVP for the Red Sox this year? We got a lot of good players. Who do you mm-hmm. think is going to be that guy that wins 
the team MVP? Who is that guy who's going to perform the best? I'm going to go with Justin. I think had I wanted to go first. I don't know if Justin wanted to go first. He had his hand up, but did you want to go first, Justin? Yeah, you can go first, Justin. All right, Justin's going to go first. Justin's going to type it right now. Uh, There's like so many options because we know that about Trevor's story, he might come back in the second half of the season. I mean, anything can happen in baseball. I think we know Justin's MVP. That smile tells it all. I I think think we know he's the number one guy. I think it's baby face. Is it the baby face? The baby face assassin? You got the proof. Everyone knows my MVP, and that is exactly who baby it is. Face, baby face, you got this you got pretty, pretty little, little baby, baby face. face. Great song. <laughs> so, Rafa Devers, Justin's MVP. Great uh, choice. I mean, he could be a league MVP in a few years. All right, Dev, let's hear what you got. I got to agree with uh, Justin right here. I'm going with the. Uh, I'm going with Rafael Devers. I mean, I think he's going to be, like, pissed and upset with, you know, Xander Bogart's not being here, and, you know, I think he's going to try to take charge and, you know, hit some absolute, you know, piss missiles over the green monster. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think he could have a 40 home run year this this upcoming season. I think he, he's due for that. That's a big uh, number, and I think he's capable of doing it. He's been close, 35 homers, 38 homers. He's been close in years before prior. So that's a guy who has a lot of power and a guy who has a lot of potential. Let's hear it, um, Harrison. You got that smile on your face. Let's see what you got. Listen, I don't want to be basic. I don't want to be basic, though. Like, I just want to... If you're talking about, like, the first half of the season, I still want to go with Masataka Yoshita, though. That's in the first half. And I think I'm pretty... And, Rob, I feel like you... Mm -hmm. I feel like when someone comes back, we got to say those words. Mm -hmm. Story time! With Trevor! I think he's going to have a great second half. I just see it. I just don't lie. My gut, I believe in Trevor's story. I feel like he's going to have a bounce back year after that with his really bad elbow surge injury that he's going to have on, at the All-Star break, I believe. Yeah, he had like I, a little bit of an elbow injury. That was prior to like him signing with the Red Sox. So pretty much for those who don't know, Trevor Story had an elbow injury and elbow problems with the Rockies towards the end of his tenure there. And it wasn't like it was a drastic injury but it messed up his throwing as you can see we there was a chart that i seen on mlb network and his throwing speed went down a little bit so he got that fixed pretty much what he got was a ucl surgery so basically not a tommy john surgery it's like a faster paced tommy john surgery so he could play possibly if needed so i'm gonna yeah. agree so yeah I'm that's what agree. i think of. i think about trevor I, I want trevor story baby face is a super strong harrison we need to change it i like it oh wow. i like it i think harrison I, took I, offense I, to that that's crazy that one hurt him <laughs> That's crazy. Dude. <laughs> I like it. For me, it's kind of cool. For me, I gotta go. I, I said it on my TikTok, and I, I'm gonna stand by it. If he gets some playing time this year, my MVP, my shortstop, Trevor Story. Trevor Story is a guy that when he's on this team, he is an impact yes. in the field. No, you guys don't mess with Trevor Story. I love Trevor Story. He is. He I love is what Trevor I Story. call. He is a great defender. He makes great plays in the infield. He can play shortstop. We've seen it before in Colorado. And he's a guy that if his bat is hot, we've seen it in the month of May against the Mariners where he hit four homers in three games. And I was there for that grand slam that Johnny Gomes caught. I predicted it. It was pretty cool to see. I think Trevor Story is an amazing ball player. And even before he was a Red Sox, when he was entering free agency, I really wanted him to be on the Boston Red Sox. He screened Boston Red Sox to me. And I think Trevor Story is very – 
very good at what he does. And if he moves back to shortstop or even as he plays second base, I think Mondesi and him, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. They have Mondesi slotted at second base in a projected lineup, but then some of them have him projected at shortstop with Story at second. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this. I think Mondesi and him are going to be interesting. I think Mondesi, another guy who is coming back from injury, obviously had that ACL surgery. He'll be back by the beginning of the year. I think he's going to be a guy, when he's healthy, gets a lot of stolen bases. I've seen MLB post the projected stolen base leaders, and he was in the top 10 with projected 23 stolen bases. I love Trevor, not my shortstop. Kike is my shortstop. Fair, fair, fair. I think Kike is a great shortstop, great defender. I feel like that... When it comes down, Mondesi's going to be a guy that he we've seen it before. He's not a guy who hits for a lot of power, but I think at Fenway Park, I mean, he's a switch hitter, which is great. At the top of that lineup with great speed, a switch hitting shortstop is something that you definitely like to see because it's a guy who can create mismatches. And if you need to put him in the middle of the lineup, it can split up the lineup if it's too left-handed heavy or right-handed heavy. I feel like there's a lot of people that are sleeping on Alberto Mondesi, who I feel like, I mean, everybody knows if you play MLB The Show, he was the greatest hitter of all time in MLB The Show. So it would be a perfect – I mean, if he can translate that to real life, we're going to have a great player on our hands. And I just feel like this Red Sox team, it's just they have guys who are going to play big roles. And I keep saying that. They've got guys who are going to play roles. they got guys who are going to go in there and be gritty. Justin Turner, a guy who I think is going to be a leader in that clubhouse. And I think that a lot of people are sleeping on this Red Sox team. And they're going to regret it come October when they see the Boston Red Sox win a wild card spot. Or even, I'm not saying they're going to win their division, but if they are in the wild card and you got Chris Sale going on your wild card game, a healthy Chris Sale, watch out. Watch out. Watch out. I mean, I know we went with Nate Evaldi that year, but Nate Evaldi was that guy. And obviously, Nate Evaldi's gone. We hate to see it. But Chris Sale will always be a guy who, if he's on his game, Chris Sale is something and i feel like this red sox team is special i think i don't know i have a funny feeling that it's a special team going on and now let's see it's like a dream Hmm. team it's like a dream team i would say let's go with lebron james michael jordan dream team but like it's like a dream team also speaking about lebron james i had his high school jersey hanging up over there i just want to say congrats we're all since we're on the topic He's our owner, so this is technically Red Sox-related. Congratulations on being the highest-scoring player in NBA history, LeBron James. The, what, In my eyes, one of the greatest basketball players. Not the greatest, but one of the greatest basketball players Second. of all time. One of the most skilled basketball players to ever play the game of basketball. And honestly, we're gonna, we say this with Brady. We say this with a lot of people when they play. Appreciate greatness while it's here. And we see we, you're never going to see something like that ever again. That's something yeah. that a player playing 20 plus years, you don't see that in the MLB. You don't see that in the, you, much in the NFL or the NBA anymore. Guys, those guys have grit. And I just want to say, LeBron, get us some free agents in 2024, 2025, okay? Bring us back the title back to Boston. I know you don't like playing in Boston. You, know, you say you like playing in Boston, which is funny. You, you, you have some choice words for Boston, but help boston out and bring a title back i mean you get a ring technically lebron you can get those rings that you want but um let's go and talk about something that i want to like really dive into here and that is also oh justin got something to say he got his hand up so we're gonna see what justin wants to say real quick and i'll get into that what you got justin 
Oh, he's typing. Oh, guys, Justin is setting it up right now, I believe. But while we do that, let's... Oh, are you ready? I see I see him look up. I think he's ready. Justin's ready? Yeah? Let's see it, Justin. Set it, shoot it up on the screen. Let's see. Is it ready? No? Yeah, no? There we go. Rob, did you watch last season's story? Looks like an early 2000 Pedroia at second base. I don't give an F about his new arm. I agree. I think Trevor's story... Cause, no, because I'm not going to lie. If you guys look back at the earlier, if you roll back the footage, Justin had that weird look on his face. He was like, um, I don't know. I don't know. But no, I. Um, he does remind me of Pedroia the way he plays the infield. He plays a good second base. He has a lot of range. And shout out to Will Middlebrooks. He said this, and I wish, I wish Bogart stayed, obviously, but he said... Red Sox, our, our team with the shift that if you have two shortstops, it's good. And the Red Sox kind of have more than two shortstops, two decently defensive shortstops. Montesi's a really good defender. Kike's a good defender. Story's a good defender. So that, that middle infield is going to be fine. Yes. What I wanted to say is who do you guys think is going to be, if you had to choose four players, let's say four players, because the bench is four players. We know most likely who are going to be our starting lineup. Out of everybody who got spring training invites and all these prospects, who do you think are going to be four guys or two, Any as much as you can think, are going to crack the 40-day roster and be on this bench? Because there's some players, Ryan Tapia, a lot of players that got added, these bullpen guys, a lot of players that got in, it added to the roster. Who do you think are going to be those four guys that you think are going to be either sleeper people who are going to make this roster or even prospects that you think are going to make this roster? We'll start with Dev. In all honesty, I think it, it's going to be obvious. It's going to be Tapia. He's going to get that bench spot for, for the outfield. I think to start off the season, I know, Rob, you said before, starting off this podcast, you said that Duval could be in the starting lineup, but I think that he'll get a bench spot. Definitely Connor Wong, because Reese McGuire is going to get the probably starting job, or it could be uh, Alfaro. And uh, that fourth spot, it's definitely going to go to Christian Arroyo. I see those four potentially being the bench. Tapia, Duval. Connor Wong, Christian Arroyo. I mean, wait, trying to think. No, no, no. Scratch Christian Arroyo because I think he'll be the starter mm-hmm. second base for when you know Kike is hurt. So, no, no, no. Scratch that. Yeah, yeah. Because it'll be Kike at second, Montesi at short. So yeah, those will be my four for the starting for, for the bench for the Red Sox. Word. For me, I think Tapia does get that fifth outfield spot. I don't think Duran cracks the opening day roster, guys. I think he doesn't make it. Um, I think a guy that's going to make the roster in here, I think that Ryan Sheriff is going to make that. I think he's a good lefty. Him and Blyer, I think you get both of them in there. With Joely Rodriguez, you got three left-handed relievers, which is good. And then I feel like another guy, I think Jorge Alfaro does make the roster. I feel like <clears throat> I'm not comfortable with Connor Wong too much yet. I think he needs a little bit more time in the minors to produce. Just give him a little bit more time. Obviously, he's your last man standing out of this Dodgers trade with for Mookie Betts with Jeter Downs going to Washington and Alex Verdugo being obviously the main guy. Um, another person that I think is going to be on this roster, I think a pitcher that's going to be very, very efficient for the Red Sox. And I think, I mean... He should be good. I really think Richard Blyer. I've seen him in Miami. We've seen how he is. And to trade a guy like Matt Barnes, who gets a lot of money now off the tables, and you got a guy who adds left-handed depth, he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then I really think Nico Goodrum gets another gets a spot on the bench. Nico Goodrum, a switch-hitting guy as well. 
a guy who could play the outfield, even a corner spot, left or right field. He has a lot of depth out there. He's he's a good defender out there. I've seen him with Houston, seen him with Detroit. He plays decent outfield. I mean, it's not like throwing no shade to Christian Arroyo. We love you. But when you played right field, losing yeah. the ball and the lights, I mean, bad defensively. You're not going to lie. I love you. But you're great in the infield. Great in the infield. Um but adding Nico Goodrum there, he could he's a guy who could slot in the outfield if needed. And then Rob Refsnyder. I think Rob Refsnyder gets another crack at it at the big leagues. He's a guy that is going to be a big depth piece, good bench bat for the Red Sox. So, yeah, those are my choices of the four to five players who I think are going to make the roster. Let's see here, Harrison, before we go to Justin. Um, I think that <laughs> Rob – yeah, I agree with Rob Refsnyder. I don't think that people are underestimating some of that. I don't think that – he wasn't that bad. Because we played with the Wu Sox for like an entire month. So, true. I'm going to say Mike Winkowski. Oh, that's a good pick. <clears throat> I just, I just, think, we you saw You think Josh Winkowski is going to do good? Yeah, Mike Wazowski. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. call him that now. I just think that Mike Winkowski, I think he didn't do that bad. He just had those games that are like, like he was a rookie. He, he didn't know what to do. Because mm-hmm. his was his first game was against the O's at home, and he was nervous. And guess what? The nerves can get you sometimes. But I think that he'll be better. I agree with Tapia. Uh, I th- does he used to play first base when he was with the Blue Jays, or he's always an outfielder type of guy? He was always outfield with Colorado and with Toronto. I swear he used to be first baseman. I swear. No, I don't think he might have played like in case of an emergency, but I don't think he ever played first base. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, he was in utility there. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's let's, I'll say Tapia, and honestly, I think that Robbie Ref. Rob Ref Snyder. Okay, we're 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 all on the same page. At least we're on the same page. We're all on the same page here for guys. Justin, let's see it. Spring training. Well, he said spring training legend Ryan Fitzgerald. I saw that. Don't worry, Justin. I read that correctly. Yep, Fitzy. Oh, I didn't even think of Fitzy. Alfaro. I I agree. Two good guys, right? Fitzgerald is a guy that I, he could play second base and field, third base, wherever you need him, and I think he's going to be great for that team. I think he adds a lot of depth too, because he's a guy who play around the infield and can really help this team. And I've commented before my future Red Sox shortstop with the eyes emoji on TikTok, and he said that would be nice. So, I mean, he's a guy that's very hungry to get up to the big leagues, and he proves mm-hmm. it every day. He plays really hard, and. I think he's a guy that could add a lot of depth to that team. Um, there's also a lot of options that this team could go with, and I think that it's going to be hard to see where this team ends up. I can see them going third place or second place in the division. I really can if they play well. It's a team that could add a lot of – surprise a lot of people, I think. Yes, I agree. I could see that. I guess, dude, I just I see it. It's just like when you see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's just like – you see it, you see that it's like the it's like in Toy Story. It's like it's minus it's like the bad part. It's on Toy Story three. It's mm-hmm. like when you see like the part when it's like, uh, it's like minus like the bad stuff, but it's like the good stuff. Like you can see it, you can see the World Series trophy right in front of your eyes, and, and I think it's gonna happen. I just see it. I just see that not like a World Series, but like make it to the AL like CS or DS. I can see well, Rocky I mean, Devers holding up that World Series MVP trophy. I'm not going to lie. It looks no. pretty good in my eyes. He would, it does. He would say, like, Red Sox on top. That would be. <laughs> I imagine he English. says that. He sees Harrison's post. Imagine. That would be the oh, crazy. That would be nuts. Well, I mean, the question I have for you guys is that, you know, 
Would you have rather, you know, since we didn't really sign bags, Xander Bogars, would you have got, are you guys upset that we really didn't sign someone like Carlos Correa or Dansby Swanson? Would you guys rather have, like, you know, someone replace Xander with those two guys, or are you guys fine with what we got? I'm going to be honest. I really thought, like, if I thought Story was going to be ready to play shortstop at the beginning of the year. That's why I wasn't too upset, because I think Trevor Story is a good shortstop still. Um, I do really like Carlos Correa. That injury, though, obviously that. Thank God the Red Sox didn't go for that. I love Carlos Correa. I think he's a talented player, but holy. He had to back out of Team Puerto Rico, and I wonder why he would back out of Team Puerto Rico. A lot of it was with the medicals. Hmm. I think Dansby Swanson's a good shortstop, but I think he had his I think he had his peak with the Braves. I don't think he's gonna top what he's done with the Braves. He's still gonna be a decent average player. I think he's gonna be a still good shortstop for them. But I don't think he's gonna be like to that superstar level that he was in Atlanta. And I'm not gonna lie, the Red Sox, I don't know. There's some shortstop. I mean, Boba Shett's off the market now for three years. He just signed an extension with the Blue Jays. So there's guys that the Red Sox could go after. I mean, we have Marcelo Meyer waiting in the wings, and I think he'll be ready by the beginning, end of 2024, middle of 2024. But also, Sedan Rafael is a guy that could fill in, Emmanuel Valdez. So I feel like the Red Sox got some good young talent, but I'm just happy we got Rafael Devers. If I had to, I mean, I wish I miss Bogey. I really do. Justin's a happy. He loves Rafi, obviously. Loves but um, if I had to choose between Devers or Bogarts, I would. I, I always said Devers. He's younger. He's a guy that the Red Sox could always have control over. And I mean, I love Bogey, but if we gave him 11 years and we were paying him until he was 42 years old, like the Padres are now doing with two players now that Darvish is extended, right? I'm just happy that we got the younger guy who we get pull around. I love if, if we got Devers or if we got Bogarts for like six years, I would have been happy. But hey, at the end of the day, the Red Sox got it done. They they proved the haters wrong at least once. I mean, it took people to boo during the Winter Classic for John Henry to finally get out the checkbooks. Like, it took him freaking t- it, like, it, it's just unbelievable. And, and, you know, the Red Sox organization, you know, the front office, they did to, to, to get boos during the winter meetings. If, if I was there, I, I would have booed them too. I would have booed them open arms, especially if I was at that um that um winter weekend. I know I don't know if Justin booed. I know, I know Justin had to boo John Henry. I know you know he had to do it. I'm not gonna lie. Justin's got that look like he boos John Henry in his front time. But no, um, I think that like obviously like it's it's it take a lot of boo. It took it took John Henry getting his team, his own team he owns in the Penguins, embarrassed at Fenway Park to think to himself, hey. I don't want this to be a recurring thing for the, however much time I own the Red Sox. I don't want my team to get embarrassed at their home stadium. <laughs> so, obviously, we're just we're just happy. We're just happy to see Devers we're back. And happy. I think we're seeing a lot of rumors swirling around. And now that Darvish is going for $108 million, do the Padres have unlimited money? They need to re-sign Machado. There's, I think, once, I think there's a big signing coming in Boston in 2025. You heard it here first on Inside the Sox podcast, Juan Soto, Boston Red Sox, 2025. I'd love that. I'd love to see that. You can clip it. You can clip it. This will be all over the TikTok, all over the grandstand Twitter. You, Justin, you can clip this and make it happen. I think it's happening. I think it's going to happen, too. Let's make it happen. You know what's going to sound crazy, B-Rob? What? I think... We might get Shohei Otani. Shohei. Shohei. That'd be interesting. I just see it. I see the light. I see the light, dude. I just see it in front of my eyes saying, you know what? 
Umeka Shoei Otani. I just think that the Angels are just... They have superstars, Mike Trout and freaking uh, Otani, and they and need they a never World made the Series. Mm-hmm. They need I'm a sorry, Mike Trout. They need a ring, like Aaron Judge, and guess what? He's not going to win a ring for the next nine years. <laughs> Judge Mike, ain't winning a ring anytime soon. Mike Trout deserves to be on a better team. Him. He does. He really does. Like I think Sox. the team is doing better a little bit right now, building around him with Brandon Jury and adding guys. So I think it's going to be interesting. We got Justin wanting to say something oh, real quick. We, for guys sense. who don't know, if you guys don't watch this, whenever Justin does this, he has something to say. He's on vibing right now. My boys just upset my number one seed in the country. It's going to be a fun few weeks. So yeah, good for Justin. His team winning a big championship game. Not even a championship game, but they're closing in. Maybe in a couple of weeks, Justin can get that third ring he desires. There and you I go. I think the yeah. ball. I I'm just excited. It's that time of the year. MLB the Show news is coming out. It comes out next month. We're getting that. We're getting the World Baseball Classic. We're getting baseball back. Nicer weather, obviously. It's better than the zero degrees we had in New England last week with freezing pipes. Me walking into work with flooding. <laughs> so I'm just happy that tomorrow's gonna be 56 degrees. It's gonna be a sunny day in Boston. And we're getting baseball weather. We're getting baseball back. We're getting all four sports. It's rotating right now. Super Bowl this Sunday. Also, I know this is a baseball podcast, but since it's Super Bowl Sunday coming up, let's hear the predictions. I'm gonna start, and I I seen the script. Everybody says the script. Um, I seen the script on Wikipedia, but I don't agree. I'm I'm a Patriots fan, but I'm not gonna lie. I got the Chiefs winning 34-31. That's right. I think Super Bowl MVP Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go with uh, Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I think that Mahomes can win uh, ring number two. And, you know, if Patrick Mahomes keeps on going to more and more Super Bowls, I think he, he could surpass Tom Brady. Okay. Um, Ooh, wow, that's disagree. a good take. I like I that. disagree that's a on both take. of I like you. I disagree with both of you, Boston fans. Do you think the Eagle, you think Eagles I'm fly? Going, I'm going Philly 32-30. It's going to be Jalen Hurts. Ooh. It's going to be the MVP. Damn. Three touchdowns right. and probably an interception. And then obviously we got the boss, Justin. Got, Let's see it, Justin. Boss. What do you think, Mr. Justin? Who do you think wins the Super Bowl this year, Justin? Do you got the Eagles? Do you got the Chiefs? Who's going to be that MVP? We need to hear from the king himself, Justin, the king of mudslides. I know we always say the mudslide joke. The mudslide no, just, mud is God. The king, the king of basketball, whatever you want to call Justin. Justin is the king of everything around here. The boss. Let's hear what boss man got to say. Let's hear it, Justin. Who is winning the Super Bowl this year? Chiefs or the Eagles? Let's see it. Be? He's about to click enter. We're going to see it. We got... Dramatic drum roll. <laughs> We're waiting, Justin. We're waiting. The, the Red, Red Sox, Sox will win. win. I hate both teams. MVP, <laughs> Robin. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Big W's MVP in the chat right there. That's right, Justin. That's what we're talking about. All right. So before we end this amazing podcast, oh, we got one more thing from Justin. Do we got the legit? Do we got the legit choice here? What we, what we got going we got on? Legit choice? We got oh, legit we're in for surprise here. Oh, we got one second. We hold on. We got something going. In my Kansas City. Do we need another dramatic drum roll? Let's see it, Justin.
hope you guys like this ASMR <laughs> stuff we got going right now. We got we got ASMR right now. Let's see it, Justin. Justin's typing, guys. We're gonna see the real choice, I think, here. I do I think, think Rob Anglin winning MVP is a great choice, though. I'm not gonna lie, that is a very <laughs> nice choice. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah. That's a big job. Rob will have like a, a 2.05 ERA, uh, 100 mm -hmm. strikeouts. Uh, uh, 36 game. home runs, 96 RBIs. You'll be like a I will. I will be Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani got nothing on me, Babe Ruth. Nothing. All right, 400 batting average. All right, we're waiting for Justin. We're waiting. I see Justin typing, so he's ready. He's got one more. I think he's about to click enter. Here we go. I think so. Ooh. Ooh. Wait. We'll wait. I don't. Take the thermal helps. Come on, Justin. Let's see it. Come on, Justin. My hand's hurting. My hand's hurting. <laughs> <laughs> For real, the Chiefs, they they when I get 320 bucks. And hey, it was, well, that's bad. what I'm talking about, Justin. Big W, man. So we got All three right. against one. Wow, that's crazy. We got we'll one. Next, next episode, Harrison's going to come in here and flex his, the Eagles winning on us. Uh, yeah, give me a hundred. Give me just a $200 cash app on the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. As always, before we end this episode, I just want to thank you for coming on, Dev, as always. If you're, you're always welcome back, just like everybody who comes on our podcast. If you ever want to hop on the podcast and you hop on once, you're always welcome to come back. We love having guests here, and we love, so as Kevin always says, I'm going to say this famous words, support Red Sox content. Everybody knows right. that the Red Sox community, a lot of people call the Red Sox community toxic, but at the end of the day, the Red Sox community is all about love and growing the love of one of the greatest historic franchises in history. Justin has one more thing to say, guys. He got oh. one more thing to say. He don't, he's good. He agrees with me. Okay. Um, also, as always, if you guys haven't followed our YouTube channel, Inside the Sox Podcast, we post every week, or we try our best to post every week. Obviously, this episode was missing our great friend, Obviously, if you don't know, Kevin is one of our great co-hosts. He will hopefully be back by the next episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed me hosting because, I, I mean, I enjoyed hosting, but I know Kevin does an amazing job hosting. Justin giving me the thumbs up, so I think I did a great job. But obviously, we'll have our main host, Kevin, back around the show. But you might hear me run the show sometimes if Kevin needs another break. Um, as always, thank you for coming on, Harrison. Thank you, Dev. Thank you, Justin. And like I said, as always, we love Red Sox content. We're so excited for the season. And all I got to say is Kevin also just wanted us to tell you guys before we end it. He wanted to say he loves you guys. He's He loves all you guys. He's thank you guys for supporting us. He told us to tell you guys that. I did not forget what Kevin told us to tell you. He would be very upset if I didn't tell you guys that he loved <laughs> you guys. But as always, guys, thank you for tuning in. And go Sox. And we love that dirty that water. Dirty water. Woo. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you for being here, Dev. We'll catch you the next episode, guys.